Ring of Fire presents Welcome aboard! It's time to raise anchor as we sail across the seven seas with me, the master of mythship himself, the captivating Captain Thurl, debonair and pirate extraordinaire, collecting ancient legends filled with wonder and adventure on the ship of myths. Hotin, the fiendish fox. Haha! <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you glad that we made the effort of coming to shore tonight, men? There's nothing like eating hot soup by a crackling fire on a freezing winter night. Eh, Jimmy? Arr. Be careful with that fire. Look at it long enough, and you will be blind as a bat. Arr. Well, Jimmy. You destroyed the kitchen by walking right into the dishes. But at least you didn't break my lucky tea kettle. Arr. No need to be so ashamed, Jimmy. Looking into the fire is not always harmful. It actually helped a young man defeat Ho Din, the monster fox. Arr. Then listen carefully, Jimmy. This took place long, long ago in the small village of Long Bien in Vietnam. The usually calm atmosphere of the quaint and colorful village was nowhere to be found. People were putting big locks in their homes and packing all their stuff hurriedly. Everyone was rushing around, their faces full of fear. In the middle of all this chaos, by the side of the huge banyan tree in the village square, stood three young men, watching all this activity with worried looks on their faces. Bakdan Bin, an average-looking, timid young man of around 21 years, spoke first in a thoughtful voice. Another young man disappeared from the village last night. That makes it six disappearances in a fortnight. Marty and Tom, his friend, and the strongest man in the village, spoke up angrily. If I get my hands on whoever is kidnapping our friends, I will break their bones in a hundred places. The third friend... Doyan Bang, the fastest runner in the village, wrung his hands in frustration. If I get even a whiff of where the bandits are, I'll race like the wind and catch them even if they're on the fastest of horses. Suddenly, a cranky old voice spoke up from behind them. This is not the work of bandits, you fools! Surprised at the sudden interruption, the friends turned around and saw an old man resting his back against the tree, shaking his head at their ignorance. For Kuang Wu! Sorry, we did not see you. It's okay, Bakdan Bin. You were always the politest kid in our village. But I'm afraid you too will not be safe for long. Your turn is bound to come very soon. Mind your tongue, old man. The bandits will have to pass through me before they touch my friend. And me. Oh, you are repeating the same mistake. This is not the work of bandits. We are being hunted by... Hotin! What? what? By now, a small crowd had gathered around them out of curiosity. Yes, I fear that Hotin, the legendary fox monster, is back. It is he who is using his cunning to steal the men of our village. Like a fox in a hen house. But how can a mere fox capture so many young men? Hotin can take many forms. He carefully stalks his prey, and then he lures them into his cave and eats them up. Careful, Bark. 
This is the same crazy old drunk who once said that the sun gets eaten by a dragon. And that watermelons are actually eggs laid by giants. <laughs> uh, mock me all you want, but I'm warning you yet again. This is Ho Tin's handiwork. Mark my words. Friends, maybe there is some truth in the old man's words. Don't get sucked into his mad stories. You are the weakest among us. Maybe that is what is making you afraid. Yes! And so I've decided. Tonight, you and the remaining villagers will all gather together in the great wrong house, while Doyen Bang and I stand guard. When the bandits attack, we will capture them. Yes, you can beat them using your considerable strength, and no bandit can catch me once I start running. I will lead them to you, and that will be that. Later that night, the fearful villagers were all huddled together, along with a worried Buck Dan Bin. Outside the hall, Ma Tian Tam and Do Yan Bang were separately roaming the dark streets. Hmm. What is that sound? It came from the next street. I think the bandit's time is up. <laughs> Ma Tian Tam rushed to the street from which he had heard the sound and saw a shadowy figure running away in the dim, moonlit street. Ha! I got you, Mr. Bandit! My giant strength will soon make mincemeat out of you. Marty and Tom picked up his axe, and with one blow, cut dozens of bamboo poles lying nearby. And then, picking up all the poles in a heap, he threw them in the direction of the running figure. The bamboo poles went flying in the air like spears and fell in a cage-like pattern, sinking deep into the ground. And the shadowy figure was trapped within this cage with nowhere to run. Now let us see which rat has been caught in my trap. But when Martin Tom reached the cage, he saw something truly unexpected. For trapped inside the bamboo cage was a young woman. She was dressed like a royal bride, decked with heavy gold jewelry, and right now, she was sitting on the ground, sobbing heavily, with her hands covering her face. Uh, who are you, young lady? And what are you doing out so late at night? With her head down, the woman cried out in a scared voice. No! No! Stay away from me, you bandit! Bandit? I am no bandit, young lady. I am Martian Tom, the strongest man in Long Bien. Really? Strongest man? Strong enough to beat the bandits who looted my caravan and killed all my guards? Of course, young lady. You have nothing to fear when I am with you. I have the strength of ten bulls. My goodness! Then I must have you for dinner. What? The young lady now snapped her head up. She was the most beautiful woman Martian Tom had ever seen. He looked into the young woman's alluring eyes and stood frozen. Unable to move, he tried to raise his powerful arms, call out to his friends for help, but nothing came out. He was absolutely helpless. And then, in front of Martian Tom's eyes, the beautiful young woman's face started changing. Hair appeared all over her face. Her body started growing thick brown hair, and within seconds, the woman had transformed into a huge fox. Come, let us join your friends. They will be so happy to see you. 
for dinner. Hotin picked up Matientam's strong and heavy body in his mouth like it was a doll, and taking a giant leap, jumped over the tall walls of the village. The next morning, when Baktan Ben and Doyen Bang discovered the absence of their friend, they were crestfallen. Both were blaming themselves for allowing their friend to get captured. The few remaining villagers began to panic and started packing their bags. For if the strongest man in the village could not protect himself, what chance did they have? I still cannot understand how Marthy and Tom could be captured by mere bandits. Me too. No one could possibly stand up to his strength. How could he possibly lose? He must have looked Hotin in the eyes. I had warned him not to do so at any cost. Old man, enough is enough. As it is, we are worried sick about our friend. Stop with this nonsensical talk of monster foxes taking the form of young women. Do you think the old man's tales could have some... substance? Nothing else can explain what is happening. I will bring you the explanation tonight, along with the bandits I capture. That night, Doyen Bang was like a man possessed. He was running like the wind, covering the entire village alone in the blink of an eye. Suddenly, he saw a shadow in the middle of a small muddy park in which the village children used to play. Aha! Got you! This must be one of the bandits. Time for me to run circles around him. Saying this, Doyen Bang rushed to the figure and started running in a circle all around it. Doyen Bang ran so fast that the ground caught fire beneath his feet. When Doyen Bang stopped running, a ring of fire had formed on the track where his feet had touched the ground. And standing in the middle of the circle of fire was a young woman in white. She was hiding her face with her hands, like she was afraid of the fire. Who, who are you? I did not come here on my own, but was sent by someone. Sent here? By whom? I do not know his name, but he was a very powerful man. I saw bandits carrying him away last night. He dropped this handkerchief as he was being taken away on horseback. It has a message on it. A handkerchief? Give it to me. It must belong to my friend, Matian Tam. But how do I give it to you? This fire will burn the handkerchief. And my hand! Oh, yes, yes. Don't worry, I'll take care of it. Doyen Bang started spinning faster and faster till he spun so fast that he created gusts of strong wind to put out the fire with ease. He then extended his hand towards the woman. Give me the handkerchief now. The woman removed her hands from her eyes and extending her empty hands towards Doyen Bang said, Here it is. Your hand is empty. The young woman looked straight into Doyen Bang's eyes and said, Yes, empty, just like your pretty little head. The woman transformed into Ho Tin, and the fox monster carried away his victim. The hypnotized Doyen Bang, who was mesmerized and helpless, despite being the fastest man in the village. The next morning, the few remaining families in the village started packing up, getting ready to leave the village for good. There were no young men left in the village anymore, no one to work in the fields or protect the village from bandits. 
Well, no one except Bakhtan Bin, who was right now standing on the main entry gate of the village, looking out towards the jungle, hoping for his friends to come back. Suddenly, a voice interrupted Bakhtan Bin's thoughts. Now do you believe me? Bakhtan Bin slowly turned around, only to find the crazy old man, Fo Kuang Vu, standing with a sympathetic expression on his face. Yes, I do. But it is too late now. Why do you say so? You are still alive and in good health. But what good am I? You shall never find out if you do not try to find out. I know my limitations. I am neither strong like my friend Martian Tam, nor fast like my friend Do Yen Bang. That is why I have been protected by them my entire life. And now it is time for you to protect them. Find them, Bakhtan Bin. Defeat Ho Tin and bring back your friends. Even if I were able to, it would not matter. Ho Tin would have eaten them by now. We may still have a chance. Ho Tin only eats his prey on a full moon, which is tonight. Your friends and all the young men of the village may still be alive, but you need to hurry. You have no time to lose. Is it true? But even if they are still safe, how will I be able to defeat the monster fox? You will find that you have much greater strength within you. You just have to remember one thing. What? Don't look Hotin in the eyes. And so, after thanking the old man for all his guidance and advice, Bakhtan Bin left the village gates and entered the jungle. I do not know the location of the cave in which Hotin has kept the villages nor how far it is. But somehow I have to find it and rescue all of them. He suddenly saw giant fox footprints going deeper into the jungle. Filled with renewed hope, he started following the prince. The prince took him left, then right, then right again, then left, till soon Bakhtan Bin had no idea where he was and which direction he had come from. <sighs> I seem to be hopelessly lost. Still trying to find some clue about the route to Hotin's cave, Bakhtan Bin found himself at a junction of two paths. The road on the left is smooth and well built. Maybe I should take this one. However, just as he was about to step onto the smooth path, Bakhtan Bin suddenly stopped. There was something about the sunken, patchy road on the right side that struck Bakhtan Bin. He kept thinking and thinking, and finally, he realized what it was. My friend Martian Tam weighs more than ten bulls. Maybe the road on the right is sunken at so many places because of how heavy he is. I must trust my instincts and take this rough road. The sunken road took Bakhtan Bin deeper into the forest. At lunchtime, he ate some fresh fruits off the trees and quickly moved on. But now he reached another junction. Another choice? Hmm. The road on the right was lined with beautiful flowers of all colors. Sweet aromas floated in the wind towards him while the road on the left was covered with dead leaves fallen off the trees, which were bare now. Maybe I should take the road filled with flowers. It is so pretty, and will provide me with much-needed shade on this really hot day. Bakhtan Bin was about to take the pretty road when he stopped and started to think again. My friend Doyen Bang is almost eight feet tall. Houghton would never have been able to carry him through these narrow roads without his arms or feet hitting the branches of the trees. This would have caused the leaves to fall. Bakhtan Bin took the bear road. 
He kept walking for hours, and then he finally reached his destination. He was now staring at the mouth of a huge cave, just as the sun set on the horizon, and then it became dark. This must be it. Hmm. I can hear strange sounds from the cave, but why is no one guarding the entrance? As he entered the lair of the fox, the first thing that Bakhtan Bin saw was the glow of a huge fire. Then he heard an ominous sound of clanging utensils, pots and pans. I need to find my friends while Houghton is getting ready to cook. Bakhtan Bin quietly searched the huge chamber of the cave, when suddenly he heard a sound and stopped. He looked behind a huge rock and saw a room. He stepped inside the room and spotted Ma Tian Tam, Do Yan Bang, and all the young men who had disappeared from the village. This turned out to be much easier than I thought. My friends! I'm here! Let's go! However, neither of his friends nor any of the other men of the village could hear him. Their eyes were wide open, but their expressions were vacant. They seemed to be gazing into nowhere. Why don't you say something, Martian? Doyen? We must go! I have come to rescue you! Taking the hands of his friends, Bhaktan Ben started leading them out of the room. Suddenly, a voice cried out from behind him. Going somewhere, young man? Bhaktan Ben stopped in shock, his face white with fear. He turned around slowly, and from the corner of his eyes saw a beautiful young woman standing behind him and his friends. Remembering the old man's warning about not looking into Ho Tin's eyes, Ho Tin, I have come to rescue my friends. Please, let them go. Of course, you can take them. Huh? Really? Of course, as long as they are willing to go with you. Bhaktan Ben rushed to his friends and started pushing them to leave with him. But no matter how much he begged, his friends refused to budge from their spots. It was almost as if they had become statues. Unfortunately, your friends do not seem to be heeding your pleas. Let me try. Maybe they will listen to me. My slaves, seize this fool and bring him to my cauldron. Immediately! Bhaktan Ben realized that he was in big trouble. He started running before Ho Tin had finished his command. However, Bhaktan Ben's own friend Doyen Bang, the fastest man in the village, chased him down like the wind and dragged him back. No! No! What are you doing? It's me, Bhaktan Ben! We are friends! But his friend was under Ho Tin's spell. While he was being dragged back to the fox, Bhaktan Bin saw a pillar that was loose. Sensing an opportunity, Bhaktan Bin dislodged the pillar holding up the roof, and with a swift kick, the entire roof came crashing down over Ho Tin and his cauldron. However, Ma Tian Tam, the strongest man in the village, held up the entire roof with his hands, while the others grabbed Bhaktan Bin. Houghton was in his female form and sitting on the other side of the huge, bubbling cauldron. Bhaktan Ben could not look at him directly now, since the fire and the cauldron were between them. It is useless to struggle, young man. Soon, you too will become a slave like your friends, 
And then, in a few minutes, you all will become my dinner. Now then, shall I boil you or toast you? <laughs> Bakhtan Bin said nothing and just kept looking down, gazing into the fire with a lost expression. Otin saw this and got up from his seat and walked to Bakhtan Bin's side, placing one hand under his chin and said in a gentle tone, Look at me. You cannot fight me. It's better to go peacefully, don't you think? And as Ho Tin looked into Bakhtan Ben's eyes, his eyes glazed over, and his face too became expressionless, just like his friends. With a satisfied smile, Ho Tin started walking up to a rack of spices on the side. Can you please keep stirring the water in the cauldron while I sprinkle some spices in to make you men tastier? Yes, Hotin. <laughs> Wonderful! I just love it when my food helps me cook. Bin whipped the stirrer upwards with a jerk. The stirrer hit the spice jar from below, and the spices went flying all over Hotin's face. Ah! It burns! Prepare to burn, you monster! And with that, Bin rushed to Hotin and started grappling with him, trying to push him towards the fire. Hotin turned into a monster fox. And slashed his claws into Bakhtan Bin's chest. The monster fox had an evil smile and now started pushing Bakhtan Bin towards the fire instead, as his body nearly seared due to the flames. Bakhtan Bin thought about all the times his friends had protected him all through his life, against bullies, beasts, and bandits, and always kept him safe. You will not have my friends! And through sheer willpower, Bakhtanbin picked the monster fox up and threw him over his head. The shocked fox went flying behind Bakhtanbin and landed in the hot water of the cauldron with a huge splash. Enjoy the soup! And as he started melting in the hot water of the cauldron, Hotin cried out, But you looked me straight in the eyes. How did you not get charmed? <laughs> because I had looked straight into the fire just before that. So, when you looked into my eyes, I was blind as a bat. With a loud roar, Hotin melted into the cauldron. And as soon as Hotin was gone, his spell broke, and all the young men that he had charmed suddenly snapped awake. They were now all looking around in confusion, wondering how they had landed up in this cave. Bakhtanbin, my friend, what are you doing here? Don't worry, I will protect you from the horrors of this cave. Yes, my friend, you do not have to worry while we are there. Oh, good to have you both back. Hey! Let's celebrate your return with some fox soup! Bakhtan Bin walked out of the cave with his friends, all of them laughing with relief. And so you see, Jimmy, you don't need sight to outfox a fox, only foresight! <laughs> and where are you off to, Jimmy? Arr? To sleep? Then who is going to clean up and wash the dishes? Arr! You can't see any dishes? <laughs> funny, Jimmy, real funny. 
Almost as funny as it will be when I make you walk the plank. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on The Ship of Myths, a Ring of Fire production. If you like our show, please leave us a review. It really adds wind to our sails. Check us out on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram as well at ROF Stories. The Ship of Myths is crewed by executive producer Anand Roy, writer-producer Niha Sakib, script by Anurag Bakshi, sound design by Sara DaCosta, Vishal Pradhan, Nimesh Shinde, sound mixing by Hot Sauce Productions, casting and voice direction by Ramesh Panika. The amazing cast of voice actors includes Darius Tan, Shane Marjuki, Un Shuan, Ramesh Panika, and Shrey Bhagav, with Ramesh Panika as Captain Turok.